Today, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free masterclass to heal anxiety. Now, this is especially for those of you who have tried many other programs or interventions and you feel like there's just something missing, like these treatments or therapies just keep missing the mark. Or for those of you who've been told that you just need to manage your anxiety and you know that this is utter BS because no one wants to just manage with disruptive anxiety forever. So this masterclass is sharing inside secrets of what it means to truly heal anxiety by understanding the three parts of anxiety and how these are causing problems. The link is in the show notes to register for free. See you there. Have you ever wondered why anxiety just won't budge? Like, what is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, a psychologist turned international anxiety coach, and I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control of your life so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. So grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. Welcome back to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. Now, I know I've been missing for the last three weeks because I just needed a break. My anxiety always gets the better of me toward the end of the year, and it's because I take on too much and then it all adds up. And I know I need to listen to my anxiety alarm bells ringing, and they always tell me to stop at this time of year and just put myself first. So that's exactly what I did. But I'm back here today, and we are going to talk about New Year's resolutions and whether they can help or create more anxiety. Have you also been bombarded with New Year resolution propaganda? I call it propaganda because it feels like it's everywhere I look. And while I'm all for using the new energy of the beginning of the year to create momentum, I'm always cautious of this idea of setting goals. But let's face it, there is value in ending one phase and beginning a new one. And we can leverage the energy of a blank slate and this new year to create a vision for ourselves going forward that feels more aligned with where we want to be or where we want to go. But we need to be careful of the idea of setting goals because goals imply failure. So when we set these goals and we don't quite achieve them, then the brain automatically believes that we failed and it feels bad. If we have set these goals and it looks pretty soon as if we're not going to reach them, then the brain perceives it as if we're failing and it gives up, which confirms that we weren't capable of achieving that thing, which feels bad. This is why our best resolutions often fall flat on their face by mid-February because the promise to cut out sugar, for example, or return to the gym didn't quite materialize quick enough and now we're not going to bother with that goal at all. But there's more. The anxious brain will do something completely different with these goals because the implied failure in the fight or flight state will be perceived as a threat to your survival. Now, we know that anxiety is a very primitive response. It doesn't always think things through, and it isn't very rational or logical, and it is always, always concerned with life and death. So when we set a goal, we inadvertently imply an or else at the other end. So for example, if my resolution is to cut out sugar, then the or else is, otherwise I'll be unhealthy. 
Now, we aren't always consciously aware of this or else implication, but our anxious brain will be, and that unwanted outcome then gets interpreted as a threat to our survival. So now the resolution looks something like this. My goal is to cut out sugar or else I'll die. It seems a bit extreme, I know, but the brain does some crazy math when it's in that fight or flight mode. So stay with me. This goal then increases our stress response, and we may even begin to feel overwhelmed by just the idea of it. You see, the stakes unconsciously feel too high. So we may resist doing it altogether because it's safer, right, to not try and to stay alive than to try and fail and then end up with that unwanted outcome, right? Which is why most resolutions just do not make it past the 5th of January. But sometimes they do, and then we're tracking well until that first hurdle, and as soon as it looks like we've fallen off that wagon, we decide to hurl ourselves off the side for good and stop trying altogether. Sound familiar? Again, this is in an attempt to rescue ourselves from feeling like failures and enduring that unwanted outcome. Goals can cause anxiety. They put way too much pressure on us. But surely we need to have something to motivate us, to inspire us, to move us forward, right? And absolutely. But this is where I far prefer the term intentions. We can set New Year intentions. And this means we intend to do the thing, but it's okay if it doesn't work out. See how it totally removes the pressure or the implied failure if we don't quite achieve what we wanted? Now, I'm hoping that you haven't yet thrown out all your resolutions, but even if you have, maybe you can pick them up again and we can reframe them today as intentions. What are your intentions for the year ahead? To go out? To eat healthy? To work on your mental health or be a better parent or partner? To get a promotion? To finally be able to get on a flight? These are brilliant intentions. And now we can begin working toward them. You see, the first step is to consider what needs to be in place for that intention to become a reality. Are there aspects of your life or your situation that need to change or shift for that to become possible? And as you begin to identify the processes that come before actually putting the intention into action, you might create more intentions to set that scene. So for example, maybe you intend to eat healthier this year. Well, what needs to happen to make that possible? Maybe we need to remove all the junk food and snacks out of our house first, and then consider a healthier eating plan. Now you can set an intention to complete these two steps first. And as you begin to plan out the steps required, each step becomes an intention that you keep in your focus no matter what gets in the way, because things are going to get in the way. That's the nature of life, right? But because it is just an intention, it doesn't matter that it didn't quite happen today. We can get to it tomorrow. Pretty cool, right? Now, I'm hoping that you have some great ideas on how you can turn your New Year's goals into intentions. But let's quickly have a look at how we can focus on making the year ahead more aligned with your own values and needs. You see, our goals often focus on what we want to do or what we want to have. We want to be able to go on vacation, get a promotion, 
do things with our kids or our partner. And we believe that only once we're able to do those things or have these things, will we be the person that we dream of being. That great parent, that great partner, that great career woman or man. But this places you firmly in the hands of external factors and sources. And we know that the only thing you truly have control of is yourself and your own responses. So when you focus on doing something or having something as the benchmark for being better, then you're going to feel more anxious and frustrated when life throws curveballs that stop you from doing or having that thing. However, if we shift our focus onto ourselves and we consider how we want to be rather than on what we want to have or do, then everything changes because you have control over yourself. For sure you do. So let me ask you this. Who do you want to be? A spontaneous, fun parent? A peaceful, grounded partner? A focused, successful employee or business owner? Allow the words that describe the characteristics you wish to embody to float up to you now. These are the words that describe who you want to be. And we can set intentions around these for sure. And the best way to do that is to pick one of those describing words and then make that the word of your year. Or better yet, you can make it the word for your first quarter of the year. It becomes the focus for you as you enter each new day. My word for the year is focused. You see, this year in 2024, I want to be more focused. Focused on my self-care, focused on my family, focused in my business rather than all over the place. And as I start each day, I can remind myself of this intention, thinking of ways that I can be and embody more focus. This becomes the guide as I continue to be this person, this focused person. And as you find yourself being your word, you will find yourself doing more that aligns with that word, which hopefully begins to circle back to all of your New Year's intentions. So my friends, we can use the energy of new beginnings to set the pace and begin creating new experiences for ourselves, but let's do it in a way that frees our creativity rather than causing more anxious fight or flight responses. I'd love to hear what your intentions are. So connect with me on Instagram DMs or over on my Facebook group and let me know. And I will catch you next week for the next episode of the Ease Anxiety Podcast. So that wraps up today's episode, and I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show, but to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I really love to connect. So find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are found below in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in 